hello. Hey there. Hi there. Welcome to your caffeine-injected episode 48 of Come Get Your Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. I am Dustin. I'm Chris! Energy! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just finished listening to Power Thirst 1. Stars from the past. Internet nostalgia right there, man. The golden uh, age. We miss that era of the internet very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How we doing? Good, man. Are you, are you so energetic? Uncomfortably energetic. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. No, I'm also doing well. Me what too. Been, what have you guys been up to? <laughs> it's been a busy week, man. Can't talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Legally speak, like literally, legally, I can't talk about. It. <laughs> but uh, yeah, late late nights this week. Uh, just getting work done, catching up on work. Um, played a lot of mixture of like the Borderlands Two, mm-hmm. um, Division Two, which me, me and Dustin can definitely talk about because it is great. Oh yeah! And then, as promised or talked to at least about with my boys. I purchased an Xbox controller for the computer, and I started Dark Souls 3 last night. Yes. Do one more again. I played about an hour of it, and I remember the playing the first time and tried to beat that first boss, and it took me, like, a lot of tries. This one only took five, and I almost beat him the first round, and I just fucked up a, a roll. You gotta get those iframes, man. I'm telling you, man, like, whew. So before, were you just trying to do mouse and keyboard? No, I was trying to. I tried to do the piece, uh, the PS4 Steam. Like, oh, okay. It, it just didn't work well. I thought so. It could be better. I've used it a few times for not Dark Souls, but um, I think it was for uh, Amnesia and then Eight Bit okay. Fiesta. And, I mean, it's, uh, a, it's a cool idea what Steam does that people can make like controller inputs and stuff, but it just it wasn't there. I didn't think so. They need, like I said, I think they need to optimize it more. I know there's like a little tiny program you can get from like FileShare, FileShare website or something like that that makes it a little more accurate. But I mean, you got the Xbox controller, you're good to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that just works. It just works. It just works. So yeah, I've uh, if you were on stream or on Twitch, you might have seen we played Borderlands Two last weekend. Or a week and a half ago when this episode comes out. And that game is it's just it's just fun to go back to. And especially just, after the announcement of Borderlands three. Yeah. Which just got, we now got have a solid itch. solid release date, September thirteenth. Mm-hmm. And it's, speaking of which, man, games companies need to take heed of that and like what Fallout Four did. Announce these games and then be like, Yeah, by the way, five five months it'll be ready. Yeah. Not a year and a half or to be determined. As I've gotten a little older, like I'm more fine with waiting now than I used to be, but I it's it is always nice to be like, Yeah, just a few more months, you'll have it. It's it'll be in your hands. You can play. I mean, truly the only exception to that in recent memory has been Division Two. I know we alluded to that in the last episode, but it still holds true. Division right. two is smooth. 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 I don't need to buy. I haven't beaten Secure yet. I can't buy that yet. (laughs) It's been very, very minor glitches. Again, we jumped on, and and my character was just my character. Like 
Avatar was just a, a black man again. It's the coolest glitch in the world, honestly. Yeah, it's, like, it, <laughs> like he's just some... he, he's just the guy from Tropic Thunder. That's all I'm. I see Dustin. Do they, as. Have they pinpointed how how or why that happens, or is it? I mean, just I maybe it's a skin you have, or I don't know no, if you've I, looked I it up. Know. No, okay. because I mean, it's only happened like twice, right? And that like it doesn't affect gameplay at all. I just sure. my guy just looks different and i'm like okay and then the next time i play it's i'm back to normal so it's like ah, okay when you play the division you get to max level you remember division one where it's like we got we beat it all and we finished everything got to max level and then we're like well there's not really much to do now yeah that shit is not the case now no a whole new world opens up like yep. it is different and it's great yeah i mentioned that last time just reading yeah. some reviews and stuff that it really opens up once you get max level, and then it should open up even more once again after a certain amount of doing stuff. So, yeah, I can see where they're taking it. I know we're supposed to get the fir- our first quote unquote raid, something like the twenty fifth of this month. Um, I don't know what the level requirements are going to be for that. I'm assuming I'm assuming it's going to be max level. I just don't know. Well, and there's. They did it. They changed it quite a bit in a good way too, mm-hmm. um, with how gear works. Like when when you before you get to max level, your gear, your items that you get are based on level. You know, it's like this is a level nineteen item, this is level twenty item. But then once you get to thirty, it's then it turns into like Destiny's light level system. It's like, okay, so this item is five seventy now. Didn't they? They had that in the first one too, didn't they? I I don't remember the being After, that way. I remember uh... it being really confusing. I think they revamped it at one point, and it became yeah, similar to that. Yeah, maybe I just don't remember. I just remember it, like us, our gear. I remember running into this with Division One, where we weren't sure what armor was better, and like we were equipping the wrong things for the longest time because we thought yeah. it was better. Right. Well, now it's now it's much more clear cut. Because um, like system, Dustin got an item, and it was technically more armor. He's like, well, this one is better, right? And I'm like, well, it has less, it has more armor, but that doesn't mean it's better. Like, I'm using this item that is 700 armor less than what another item is, but technically it gives me this bonus and this bonus. So, so you're really just looking at the stat buffs. Yeah, yeah you really, you really almost like the light level or and or power level. There's like, there's like a second gr- like score to it. So, sure. you're you're wanting to raise that, and then that gives you better gear. So I mean, it's it's a good system that that Destiny came up with, so it's not a bad thing to kind of borrow that idea. Not at all. And they've they've already made changes to what's coming down the line in Division 2, like skills. Yeah, they're staying on top of stuff. It's it's been real nice. It it has been real nice. So I'm, I'm hoping we see that with Borderlands 3. I have not regretted this purchase at all. Not at all. It is. I have played. Good. It is sixty dollars worth of content, for sure. Someday, maybe. Like I said, I got to beat Sekiro still. I haven't played in a week and a half. Sure, sure. I might play some today. We'll see. You're fucking but, up, bud. Hey, well, you know, life happens. <laughs> I'd still like to play through Borderlands Two, like we have been, and and I'd I'd like to just beat it again, play the DLCs. I'd like to do all that before. Borderlands Three comes out if possible until September. Yeah, maybe. So I, we got plenty we, of time. I feel like we, we did that last year, you know, at least. So like, I'm I'm okay with you know just hopping on when I can. But mm-hmm. taking Katie through will be good. Yeah. And then I I've played uh, the 
they released a free update for Borderlands 2 and the Handsome Jack collection um, of a, a 4K texture pack uh, to fall in line with Borderlands 3. Played it today. It looks more cell shaded. Uh, Is that those, good? Those black lines look a little more crisp and distinct. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it looks gorgeous. It didn't look bad before at all. It's a mm-hmm. little, it's sharper now, obviously. Um, I don't, so I, I like it. It looks real nice on my TV, <laughs> but, uh, so we'll see. I made a new character again, just, <laughs> just to try it out from the beginning. We'll see what like happens. Like you do. Like, like you do. You do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll really looking when forward you, to Borderlands 3 though. When you, when you guys hop on like and stuff and I, I might get on, but chances are, it sounded like no. you were busy for a little while today. Uh, because like today, yeah, today I won't be able to. But like anytime I've gone to play with you guys on Borderlands Two, I am pretty underleveled. It's well, not a fun. Can, it's not a fun time, really. You can jump on with me because then I'll be the underleveled one because I'm level like four right now mm-hmm. <laughs> with my new character. I don't mind being low level. Well, the good thing though is that um, you know that kind of segues into Borderlands Three a little bit because they're they're said they're going to be like looking into that. Is like you shouldn't be hindered yes. if you're under leveled, you know, when wanting to play with your friends. Because right now it's you, you're who you go to play with. Their their Whatever level the is main, what matters. The host is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how it's leveled. I thought I read somewhere that Borderlands Three is actually already has a system in place where you will be able to play with your friends even if they're lower level. They yeah. Do. Almost. Okay. Okay. That's um, what. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, oh. not a lot, but like Division Two does it too, where you know mm-hmm. you join somebody who's much higher, much lower. Like the enemies are, it's evened out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how Borderlands Three is going to do it because they haven't gone into detail, but I something similar to that. They've made it so it syncs across whatever level you are. You won't be overpowered or extremely underpowered, no matter and, what. And then now they do the cool thing too, and because Borderlands Two has had, or Borderlands in general has had years to. Perfect it because truthfully they are the the first looter shooter genre, Borderlands one. Yep. You know, so Borderlands two did very well in a lot of things, but then now you've had Destiny, Division. You know, we'll throw Anthem in there, sure. But like you have a number of these games that are looter shooter as types, and now they're just gonna probably perfect that method because now they announced yesterday that sharing loot is is not gonna be. A problem anymore you know you're not gonna be stealing loot from others and etc they announced it yesterday i thought i read that a while ago i I had read it yesterday so i don't know um yeah they i mean it's you can have the option to play it like traditional borderlands where there's you know a gun pops out and only one person can get it or you can have it so each time you open a big chest or something like that it's instance per player so that loot is dispersed evenly which is nice i don't know if i've ever ran into that problem i mean but generally the people i'm playing with you know like you guys or misty or katie or anybody like we tend to share gear like i won't always just grab the top of the line thing that pops out i'll i'll let other people get it if that's something if that's like a weapon that they're using yeah more than i am i'll just like a weapon style i'll let somebody else get it so not Jeff is that's what I'm hearing right now. I haven't played Borderlands at all with Jeff, so I don't know how that goes. You will say he's not a loot troll or a loot <laughs> goblin, but from multiple people separate at separate times and none of them had talked with each other about it, he's been called out as somebody who just takes all the loot for himself. 
So. Well, you know, common denominator there. I've never played a game. Uh, I mean, Apex, I guess, you know, and I, Jeff hasn't struck me as somebody who's a loot goblin, but uh, I know there's times where he's died where he's had like a choke or something useful that he couldn't use that I could use. <laughs> um, and probably caring, vice buddy. versa, you know, I'm sure. I was going to say, but... I was gonna say I've, I've played Apex and PUBG and all those with Jeff, and I don't, I've never had an issue of him taking all the good shit and not sharing. So maybe he's calm down in his later years <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to kick that uh, title he's got going apparently <laughs> but yeah i'm it's it looks good we finally have more information on the four playable characters we'll start with um which i don't see any point of really getting into uh too much anyway but you have your assassin character something a beast master a soldier type character and like melee phase character so it mm-hmm. should be fun different different ish from previous games there, there's it's different ish yeah i think like the only main change is probably the Beastmaster. that's the big one probably well and a little bit with the siren because i know that's supposed to be now like the melee super class and before you know the siren in borderlands 2 was more of a you know, you pick people up well, and lock them down for a second. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean like they're going to be the same characters. I meant like oh, completely different three, from three yeah. of three out of the four are very are, are very very similar to previous ones, but like the Gunzerker in the next in the last one is now the Beastmaster. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the Gunner man. I want that. I want that mech. I want a ro- robot. Robot. People can apparently ride that mech too. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw. Oh, that, but... you could ride my mech. Believe me. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, people, we're generally pretty excited about this game. I, I mean, the, it, we're saturated with looter shooters now, but yeah, I'm willing to make room for one more for Borderlands. I don't know. I think uh, I think PC people are very excited about Borderlands Three. I, I don't know about I don't know about you, but <laughs> well. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> in the reveal trailer at the end, it shows, like, I mean, in any tra- game trailer, it shows all the platforms it'll be available on. And if you looked, uh, you had your Xboxes, your PS4s, and then instead of Steam, you have the Epic Game Store. And uh, turns out for six months after release, it will be an exclusive on PC only to uh, the Epic Game Store and not on Steam. Afterwards, Presumably, it will be there on Steam, but that's not confirmed yet. So, who knows? I mean, though, can you, truth, truth of the matter, can you blame developers for for going towards the Epic Game Store instead? No, because they're very publisher-friendly when it comes to sales. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, it's to me, it's like, okay, I, I completely understand. Yeah, Epic Game Store doesn't have as many bells and whistles as steam does like cloud saving and you know whatever else mainly just cloud saving for me but it's uh, still new so i mean there's room for development of that kind of stuff um it's it doesn't bother me but the thing like their you know whole reason for epic making this thing this platform was like so steam wasn't the monopolizer of this whole market and like you still have origin you still have the ubisoft one like and people are fine with those. Um, Epic 
the Epic game thing being owned by Tencent bothers a lot of people because as of, you know, possibly they could be selling your data to China, uh, which is not very consumer friendly. Well, and but, it's something it's something like they only own like 40% of the company, right? Yeah, it's not majority, but right. I mean, who knows what the deals are behind the scenes and everything like that. And I know as yeah. of right now, they aren't selling, you know, they're not selling your data to China. Yeah. No. Well, that, it, it, well because like if you if you've ever played League of Legends, they own that game, right? Yes. Like that is their game. Like they they have parts of Riot Games, the, right? Blizzard, Activision, uh, I know, yeah. I know. Tencent owns part in Ubisoft or invests in yeah. Ubisoft as well. I think they also completely own like Clash of Clans. Like if you play that on your phone, right? I, I mean, they're I thought I they're behind a lot of different gaming companies. Yeah, in, in some kind of um, never a majority usually, but some kind of stakeholding. Um, they own part of big gaming companies. So I guess I guess why is it such a big deal now, but not before, or is it just we're just hearing it louder now. I, I think. think oh, go ahead. I say I think it's. I think we're hearing it louder now. Honestly, like people just want something to, po- in my opinion, want okay. something to point at. Yeah. And like this is one of them. Well, they're gonna sell your information in China. They're gonna do this. These are seen people that play PUBG on Steam, who is owned by also a Chinese corporation. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's that's it's just the world now we live in. Mm-hmm. guys it's, like I, it, because it's i think we're definitely hearing about it more now because they're taking exclusive exclusive deals on certain especially newer games that aren't available elsewhere like on steam or something and for some reason i this just tipped this was you know tipped the iceberg over i guess sure sure uh, Maybe, go ahead like a, a game that people have been looking forward to coming out and being announced for years now all of a sudden it's well division two is on epic only mm-hmm. um and there's a couple others as well and I, I the thing i kind of understand is epic made their own uh platform because they wanted to take the monopolization away from steam and sure. in in fair terms of competitiveness but now but they have a lot of exclusive deals that doesn't allow the same game to be sold on other pc platforms so like it's kind of like well what do you really want do you want to actually have competition or do you just want to also take over as much as you can which as a business of course you do but i, don't. But I think it, i think it's important also for like developers and publishers like yeah, we want to exclusively launch with this platform at first because that's when a majority of your profits are going to come into play mm-hmm. are, are the first few months of launch. And as you said earlier, Epic Games is publisher-friendly in that regards because they're giving more money back to them. 60% of it's the something revenue up there. goes back to the publisher, I believe. Yeah, versus Steam's We're, 40. Yeah, Steam is, you know, but if, if the game's been on there for a long time, it gets a number of you know, sales, that number gets upped in Steam. And it's like, oh, yeah, but come on, guys. Like, if anything, you know, I think I watched an inside gaming of this last week where mm-hmm. it, this is now forcing Steam's hand because then all of a sudden it seems like, oh, by the way, a new look of Steam is coming. And, yep. you know, like, they've been they've had that market share for so long that I do also think that this is good in the, in the long run for it. Well, I remember when Steam... Like first became became what it is kind of or not became what it is but like when it was first out there and like starting to gain more I mean no pun intended more and more steam 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't people not like Steam when it first? Yeah. People hated it. People hated yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Why and do I have to install this platform? This exactly. this program to exactly. play my now game. Now it's the place to go for digital games. Well, until now, I mean, now, and now you have Origin, Ubisoft, and Epic, which. But even Ubis, Ubisoft is now going <clears throat> away from their own platform. You know, they're going. Yep. They're saying, "Hey, no, let's just use Epic Game Store now." So. So it's ultimately in the long run, it's good. Um, it should. I'm using in big air quotes there. Should come to Steam eventually, mm-hmm. after six months, but that's still yet to be announced. Um, but I mean, people are review bombing the Handsome Jack Collection, Borderlands Two, right now. But uh, which, a little undeservedly, a little, it's consumers' only way to let developers know they're not happy with something. Right. So it's almost like what they've been doing to, like what they did to Captain Marvel, like all the, like they just, like you said, review bombing it just to bring down the score, just because they're unhappy, not I'm with the actual content. Right. I'm assuming it's more of yeah, like they're just like they're unhappy with the epic exclusivity deal, um, and I've read a lot of people are like I don't own a console, but I guess I'll get a PS4 or Xbox now so I can play this game where i want to or you know not where i want to but like so i can play it because everyone is vehemently against epic that is i i just that is so dumb like i don't understand that logic i understand it a little bit but at the same time it's just like you can wait six months if you really want to do but right also also i mean if you're steam and you're watching this happen and, and epic's getting all these exclusives why don't like at what point does Steam just up their profit share to match the sixty percent, and then Epic's just completely fucked? Because if, if, if well, if Steam ever did that, what does Epic have over Steam? Not much. I, I would almost argue nothing. Fortnite, <laughs> right? It's like okay, what else do you have, bud? So, uh, but that, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. That would that would create too much of a. They're still so big. I don't think they need to. I mean, no, Epic, no, Epic I is gigantic, right. so that's the thing is that also Epic, you know, they, I feel like they could do that because these companies typically are already paying Epic for their engine, you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. do they sure. really need, you know, that extra bit of profit from the launcher? No, but also, yes. <laughs> right. Because what business doesn't want to increase the revenue? No, um, you're right, you're right. So, I, so what? Obviously, I just think that's why they're they're able to do that comfortably, you know, yeah. because they're they're getting their profits from these companies in a different way as well, where Steam does not get that. You know what I, I mean? I think they're also trying to future proof themselves because maybe they see Fortnite not being what it is currently in five years. Well, I mean, it's already getting a little heat right now, so right, exactly. Yeah. Like, so they're not they're splitting their player base right now, and there, and that's a whole other thing that we don't need to get into, but. A lot of people aren't happy with it, and so I mean, it's it's never gonna die die for the next six months or a year. But I think yeah, they're just you know looking five ten years down the road. What are they gonna be making money on? And that's smart because I mean, Absolutely. games games are a cycle. There's the hotness always for a little bit of time, you know, yeah. and eventually that'll die down. Counter Strike was it for the longest time. until there's a new counter-strike like it's i mean it's still doing great but it's you know not what it was five years ago for sure yep 
So I don't know. It, I wanna I wanted to get it on PC, but I can wait six months if it's on Steam because, like I said earlier, they're not as of right now selling any data to China that anyone can find. But also right. note that on one of the release documents or videos, it mentioned for Borderlands Three about crossplay. Yes. Yeah, so, but I'm, I have a feeling that's going to be PC to Xbox. <laughs> but but even I mean, still though, like, you're, prob- not, you're probably right. But that's that's. I don't, pretty to cool my still. knowledge, Windows Store doesn't integrate with Epic. So yes. I mean, maybe they will now because of what Microsoft's been doing lately. But uh, to my knowledge, it doesn't. I yeah, know, I mean, could be wrong. So, um, Sony is opening up their crossplayness. A little bit more, so who who knows what they'll decide? I would be ext- I would be very surprised if Sony was a part of this crossplay. Oh, absolutely, me too. It would floor me in a good way. Um, yeah, it would be absolutely amazing news. But I I think yeah, that crossplay is probably PC to Xbox. So I mean, if there's all these people that are just going to go buy a console instead of downloading it on the Epic Store client um i mean that might just be good news for microsoft which yeah. just means more xboxes are going to get sold because they're going to want to play with their friends on pc who will buy it and they'll just play it on their console i guess i just find it silly that somebody's going to buy like a 200 plus dollar console and the game just so that I they agree. don't have to use the epic game store like yeah well, if you want to play Christ. it now uh, yeah it's <laughs> can you get 260 dollars worth of entertainment in six months probably so yeah, I, I mean I, it, and it just depends on each individual so i mean there, mm-hmm. for every person who's like i guess i'll get a console now there's you know how many others that are like i'll just wait or i guess i'll just buy it on epic so I mean, yeah exactly i mean I, I probably plan on just getting it on ps4 anyway because that's what i have borderlands 2 on but mm-hmm. and assuming but like, that you'd be able to move like a save or data over exactly something <clears throat> exactly but I think eventually I would have liked to have it on PC just because it would have looked really cool. It's going to look good. It's gonna you look never good. know, it's still good. It, it's going to look yeah. good on Pro, too. So, I yeah. mean, you know, it, it just, it's up to the individual consumer on what, how they want to spend I'll the money. Wait, I'll just wait until it comes on Google Stadia. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. That's another possible option. So. <laughs> the hype is real, though. So. I mean, yeah, it, it's very exciting. Yeah, we just live in the world of, and have been for a while. We're like, I want it now. Give me it right fucking now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, there's. Uh, uh, it's I want it now, and I, but I want it on my in my terms, my my way. Which who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't want it on their I, terms? I get it, man. I blame I Burger guess, King. That's not, I'm not you know prideful <laughs> or that stubborn. I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll go on the Epic Game Store. I think know, when I was sixteen, seventeen, I might feel differently about this. Uh, now I'm just like I guess I mean I could wait six months. That's not a big deal to me, <laughs> right? Also, we have, <laughs> I mean, we're older and we also have gaming computers and a PS4 Pro, so it's like eh, I can just play it whenever I feel like it. I'll just do fine. what I want. <laughs> I'm sure China already has my information, so I'm just that's, gonna yeah. Put it that's on the Epic Store. <laughs> the other thing too is like between all my like my Google Home, my Alexa, like all the other <laughs> shit, China definitely has every piece of information on me that they yeah. ever could need. And China, if you don't have all, what do you want to know? Just let us know. I will yeah. tell. I will probably I mean, tell you. <laughs> you probably have a good guess, and it'd just be confirming that for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but. 
All in all, Borderlands 3, September 13th. Fuck yeah. Yes. Fuck That's yes. the bottom. The bottom line is that for me and probably you guys as well. Because Stone Cold oh, yeah. says so. Because Stone Cold fucking said so. And Last of Us 2, 2019. What? What? Not confirmed yet. <laughs> I haven't done any actual digging, but there was an Onion article stating that um, Naughty Dog said that The Last of Us 2 will be out in 2019. And then they wrote a little, like, interviewed three random people on the street type thing. Generally speaking, those types of articles on The Onion, the headline is accurate, and then they just make funny quips about it between the the people that they quote-unquote interviewed. I haven't actually looked into it yet, but that's a possibility that we'll be getting. Also, there's a other thing about uh, Borderlands 3, like from some unknown developer person saying that it's not going to be what you guys think, and Randy Pitchford's a big asshole, but... That was possibly on like a 4chan board, and so you have yeah. to take that with the biggest grain of salt. Well, it was like Borderlands 3 is not what it's going to be, and by the way, I'm going to release the code on Pirate Bay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, who If our knows? demands aren't met. Yeah, I've, yeah like it seemed very... Mm, uh, and, I, I mean, it's not true by any means, but I've also seen other things posted on message boards like that where in six months' time it turned out like, oh, that guy was telling the truth. So if you want to read it, it, I posted it on our Facebook page at Come Get Your Podcast. It's there. It's not really worth talking about other than that. So no. But definitely take it with a big grain of salt. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, something that you don't have to take with a big grain of salt because you know what you're going to get is anything from Slumberyard Handcrafted. Uh, Slumberyard Handcrafted is your source for custom wood furniture, woodworks, and sawmill services. From tables to beds, cutting boards to benches, and everything in between, they are here to build your dream. You can visit their website at slumberyardhandcrafted.com, where you can see their portfolio, a calendar of upcoming events, and schedule yourself a free design session if you have something in mind. That's slumberyardhandcrafted.com. Check them out. Go on their Instagram at slumberyardhandcrafted. You can get some behind-the-scenes stuff. And, uh, yeah, get yourself a nice um, coffee table slash gaming table i mean uh, with uh spring and summer coming in you know you maybe a nice you know like shelf or a coat rack for you put like dirty shoes dirty boots you know umbrellas you know custom made umbrella stand i don't know if he does that but he that'd could. be a good idea you know, i bet sure he, could. he could it's he it's sure. tax return season as well so like you know you got an influx a little bit of cash you can get yourself a nice i don't know door knocker <laughs> Door knocker. Uh, I I've seen really nice custom made baseball bat uh, cup mugs. You know, yep. so you know whatever your wildest idea is, float it by Josh over at Slumberyard, and he might. I would imagine he'd be able to come up with something for it. He's a wizard of wood. Ooh, you're welcome. Ooh, there you go. Thank you, Slumberyard, for sponsoring. Come get your podcast and. Uh, Go check out the Wizard of Wood. <laughs> you don't gotta pay me for that, Josh. That's just that's just natural <laughs> abilities right there. Okay. Wizard of Wood. I wasn't expecting that, but I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> just it's just like something in the moment. It just just grab me. By your wood? What? Uh, anything with wood, it just I just get excited. I can't blame you. A nice mahogany, you know? <laughs> My apartment smells of rich mahogany and leather-bound books. 
So the next fun story. Fun, <laughs> fun is a is a stretch. Do you do you remember uh, do you remember Knights of the Old Republic? And heard of it. Mass Effect. And heard of it. Dragon Age Origins. Never heard of it. That's not true. That's heard not it. true. You liar. <laughs> um, these are these are three beloved games. True franchises. Um, franchises and you know critic critically panned you know loved you and they all critically panned i i fucked up <laughs> after i said it okay um I, you know i'm bad with words we've been through this uh no see. it's it's fine i just i i was trying to get this dog to lay down and i thought i heard that so i was confused critically acclaimed there you go uh <laughs> But anyway, they're all made by the same developer, Bioware. Mm-hmm. And Bioware was one of those uh, really sought-after companies. And they were put on like a pedestal, like, Bioware's great. They make great games. They care about the people that are playing their games. You know, they make rich stories, involve stories. There was a well, time in Young Me's life where I wanted to work for that company. Yeah. Before I knew what making video games really entailed. I don't, yeah, I'm glad. I I would not want to be a video game developer based on, well, especially based now on this Kotaku article by uh, Jason Schreer. You know who that that dude puts out articles. I like he hears shit. He's got his yeah. He's the best ear. part about that website. Like he knows his shit. He knows he's got sources. Like and he honors them, like on keeping anonymity and all that fun stuff. Like he's very good journalist. Basically, they're saying in the development of Anthem, which is Bioware's latest foray into the video game world, uh, which is, that's critically panned. Uh, yes. Um, but there's a lot of, like, basically what they went wrong, what they did wrong. And this was a very, like, I thought, like, okay, Dustin had linked me and Adam's article Wednesday or something, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And... I, I didn't get to see it until like late late at night, and I was in my car, and I'm, I look at it, I'm like, oh, maybe this would be a quick thing to read real fast, you know, while I was at, in the drive through at Culver's, and it was like, oh, no, oh. this is very long. Yeah, very long and very detailed. Very detailed. I pulled that up uh, during the day and, like, started reading it, because I thought, had same thought, and then, like, I saw how long it was, and I had to wait till I was done working so I could actually... <laughs> concentrate on it and read it yeah so dustin you're the first one to read this what do you guys say about it i mean it as i was reading through this article and i don't and i don't want to like there's so much in this article that i don't want to like go beat by beat but like finding out that like okay the game like it starts off the game originally wasn't even going to be called anthem right like it, it was decided just a few days before e3 when like they, they announced had, it. <laughs> yeah, like the game was going to be called Beyond. And they had to, days before, like they had shirts made up for Beyond and all this stuff. And days before... They had lore around it too. Yeah. Days before announcing it at, at, at uh, E3, they had to change it to Anthem. I guess that was due to some... Copyright. Uh, yeah. Infringement yeah. possibilities. Exactly. Yeah, like they, like they couldn't get a trademark for it, essentially. So and then it just sounds like the the story they'd been working on 
just got changed so much over time that they pretty much had to scrap it. And it just reminded me of the first Destiny. A lot of the first Destiny. Right, right. More than just when we first saw that, uh, you know, announcement trailer in what, June 2017, where we all went, that looks a lot like Destiny. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you had, you had uh, veterans of Bioware, developers leaving the company over this like people were taking leaves of absence over depression and anxiety like because of yeah and this was this was not because they left on their own accord this is like doctor mandated like you got you need a break from work which uh, some of the and over the past couple years we've talked about like big names within um bioware leaving for various reasons um and sometimes they came back like casey hudson has uh but this article goes into a lot of details about that like where people would take it's basically sick leave but they called it Mm -hmm. stress leave because of how just the rampant amounts of anxiety and not knowing how this game was going to develop and the um, like they committed to a release window and then having to nothing to show for it six months nine months beforehand before that release window and people having to just like step away for yeah weeks to a month and a half like there's no real numbers there because they wanted to be respectful of that but, yeah yeah you know but i guess insane. I, I guess, yeah, but i guess they ran into the same issue back the the article that the hints at that when they were making dragon age in- inquisition yes Back in 2014, they were saying that's that that game being as successful as it was, was probably the worst thing they could have came out of this because they ran into similar issues with that where people were taking so many leaves of absences that they just had to push through and get to the end and the game ended up being successful. So now that just tells the higher ups at Bioware like, yeah, it's okay to to do this. And EA, yeah. Um, The term that stuck out to me was what they called the crunch time like factor and getting everything just w- ending up working out is called, you know, they, the quote here is Bioware magic unquote. Yeah. Yes. That when it, you know, it's like me writing a college paper when I was 21, like I, I have a 10 page paper due in two days. I should probably start on it next day. It's like, I uh, guess I'm going to work till two in the morning. And that was like my procrastination magic that I ended up pulling it out and like, you know, get a B or an A on it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is that there are people that, thrive in that kind of work that are crunch time workers that that's where their quote-unquote magic happens but that is not everybody and majority i'd say of people don't like that and especially when it comes to like writing a college paper is one thing making a multi-million dollar video game is a complete other thing that if you mess up you're you're out of a job um especially being under ea's thumb so I can't even imagine how stressful that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just and just finding out about like how excited people were when they first started working on Anthem. Mm-hmm. I mean, years ago when the first idea started Seven years coming ago. up. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, this is going to be great. That we're going to rev- like we're going to revolutionize this." And by the time we got to what was released, was completely different. It's just entirely people going from yeah, we're, we're this is awesome, huge like high morale. And then people taking leaves of absences. Like one of the big selling points of the game after it was announced was like, oh shit, you can be like Iron Man and just fly around and mm-hmm. looter shooter. 
apparently several times, like more than four during the development process, uh, flying, the flying mechanic was completely taken out, completely put back in, pulled back a little bit, completely put back in. Like that happened on several occasions, according to the article. And the story itself was completely changed more than like more than five times and had to be reworked from scratch several times. And all the while that release window was looming over their heads that they committed to, or not, not the developers themselves, but the like GM of Bioware committed to for these people. Yeah. Like changing, changing the the name of the game from beyond to Anthem, at least right away meant, I mean, beyond had like, okay, beyond civilization, whatever, like they had a meaning behind it. When they switched it to Anthem, it had no meaning. (laughs) To the game. So they actually had to create the, what is it called? The Anthem of Creation or something and put that in the game just so the title would make sense. And I mean, CEOs at Bioware like changed in and out once or twice uh, during the development process of this game and like people inherited a fucking bonfire of a mess uh, and trying to do their best about it. Um, maybe but a lot of the higher-ups especially at ea uh believed in this bioware magic so when concerns over long work hours or story or game, simple game mechanics or how levels would look arose like they'd be like i ah, will take care of it later and this went on for months at a time with no answers being given so um i believe the first name in the credits um there's a part of the article where the, i forget the dude's name is it david zahn when the credits roll on Anthem, the very first name on that list is an executive producer, director for the game. Mark Dora. That's what it was. He stepped in, what, six months before the game was set to release? Very short time. And, like, just mm-hmm. basically was like, do this, do this, do that. Like, finally someone was able to make these decisions, even if they were bad ones. Someone had to, though, because no one else did previously. Well, and he also had tweeted on June 2017 that he is not working on Anthem, yes. Mass Effect, you know, and, and a bunch of other to games. The next Dragon Age game, uh, which at the time was supposed to happen, then it got, like, axed, and now it's back into being greenlit. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a dumpster fire over there. Uh, well, and, and and also a lot of the issues they ran into was trying to get Anthem to work with the Frostbite engine. Which apparently is its own set of and skills and challenges. That's garbage, apparently, yeah. yeah. Yeah, apparently. Like, I always thought Frostbite was decent, maybe because the only time I'd ever played were, like, the, the Battlefield games. Frostbite just, was made for those games, though. Right, That's and it why felt it crisp. Yeah, and it felt crisp. It felt fine. But apparently trying to force these other games into that, there's just a just multitudes of issues and like it's, it's just spl- like patched together they started using the frostbite engine with inquisition right mm-hmm. yep and they ea made this decision for on behalf of bioware uh and the higher-ups of bioware accepted it and for some reason no one at ea thought it would be a good idea to send a, a support team to bio like edmonton bioware was located in edmonton or sorry bioware proper is located in edmonton and to not even send a support team to to help the developers with this engine they've never worked with before is mind-boggling to me oh yeah 
Uh, and it wasn't until Anthem that they set a support team to, I believe, Edmonton or Austin. I forget which. And that brings up a whole other thing is like the Bioware office in Edmonton, the Bioware office in Austin, Texas, were both simultaneously working on this game, but had very different ideas and expectations about it. And communication was non-existent pretty much. And so you have how many teams of people working on stuff that they don't know what they're doing and don't know what's going to be changed. So like no and action funny, was taken. In, in an age of technology and communication, like, okay, it's the Skype or zoom which is like what we use at work for slack, conferences like whatever slack yeah. like yeah. there's a, there's so many tools that are at your disposal for communication like what well yeah i guess like in, they have he has quotes in this article of like developers who worked on anthem it was like if it if it takes you a week to make a little like to fix a little bug in the game like that discourages you from like trying to fix the bug in the game so like they resulted to just hacking around it because it was quicker i i don't I don't know how you do that to people. <laughs> I don't, I don't either. It's like, like developers are just saying like, it's hard enough to make a game by itself. But like when you're fighting the, the like when you're, you're fighting the, the tool that you have to create it, like it's going to be impossible. So in it, in it's just, if you have the time, I would say, read this entire article. It's, it's great. really good. It's great. There's just so much in here. We could talk for two hours on just this. Easy. I mean, it's a point that this article got the attention of Bioware and EA. Yeah. Casey Hudson actually put out a statement to his employees on this because of this article. Originally, when it was released, um, Jason Schreer and Kotaku had reached out to EA and Bioware to get comments on this, and no one wanted to say anything. And then Bioware and EA released an their own independent statement saying that the reason we hadn't responded to any uh, questions from Kotaku is because we want to respect the individuals and not name names and anything like that. And it's basically a just bullshit blanket statement of like, we're aware of it, but we didn't want to, you know, jeopardize the integrity of some of our employees. And then uh, as Chris was alluding to Casey Hudson sent out a memo, which please continue on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it basically it basically just says you know that, and you know they they were saying we found out of bounds ways of naming specific developers as targets for public criticism. Like they shouldn't have done that. And well, you know, I I'm not gonna tell you that I've done a good job, you know, of being a good GM for Bioware. And today, like days like today, I definitely don't feel that way. And it's it's basically like man, Casey Hudson used to be somebody like I respected. Yep. And in this in the gaming industry, and it's just like, dude, what, did, what, man, That's what did you do? Bullshit. And well, the other big thing is too. This was an internal memo sent around Bioware, right? This wasn't yep. for Kotaku. Someone in Bioware released the statement to them. Yeah, it says he starts. It's just an email, and it just starts with, "Hey, Bioware." Like you know, it's an internal email, whatever. And- I think it's even scarier because at the bottom of yeah. the Kotaku article, article on the note from Bioware, is that develop several developers from different studio, different AAA studios have reached out to Jason Schreer and said, "Replace Bioware with our studio," and it's the same thing. Which and crunch time is a thing in yeah. developing video games. It's not a good thing either. It's you know eighty hour work weeks, ninety hour work weeks, sometimes even a hundred, and lack of sleep, lack of seeing family or friends like it's it's it can get real bad and we've touched that on on that before with a couple other companies um 
it's a rampant thing in the video game development industry. Does it need to stop? At least somewhat, probably, for people's sanity. Um, but, I mean, people want their video games and companies want to make money. So is it really going to stop? Probably not. Well, you hold your tongue because now there is more talk and push, especially with the New York Times article that came after this about video game unions. Yes. So this could be this could be changing, you know, um, but that w- might also lead to big studios not hiring unionized developers. Mm-hmm. It's its own so, can of worms, too. You know, it's, I mean, I mean, you get enough of these developers that are in the industry now to band together to make that union. I mean, good luck finding replacements for all of those people. Right. That's going to be and, real I difficult. Mean, it, which, um, which probably means, I mean, if a, a, a fight, quote unquote, broke out over it, we might not see some video games for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, it's, it's possible. I mean, I, and like you said, Adam, like it, crunch time, you get to the end, you you do that final push, It's you're going to work longer hours, there's going to be stress. That's that's fine. That's understandable as long Most as the, jobs. Right. And as long as the employees are aware that that, you know, is not going to be, hey, we're going to do this for the next eight months. Yeah. Like, that's fine. But I don't know, man. There's just happy employees will bring you happy results. I'm, I'm a very firm believer of that. So, like, you need to take care of your employees. Yeah. That, I mean, that's mental health that, is paramount. Yeah. That's like, our philosophy where I work. And, man, there was that a few weeks ago when I could be on the, you know, the podcast because I, we mm-hmm. had server issues. Like yeah. we, like a lot of us worked for about a week or, you know, and a half straight, but yep. like that was just a week and a half. These developers are working months yep. that like way, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. I can't fathom it. I couldn't even, yeah, I can't even imagine being under that stress for that long. The, yeah. And like they're, they're taking three months leaves of absences to, to get mentally back to a right place. And some people just didn't come back. Like, no, some people just leave. Like, peace yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, like I just, I'm not gonna do this. I can't blame them. No, um, not at all. So the other thing about this memo that Casey Hudson sent out internally, two things: a, it Bioware's in trouble. Yeah. Because uh, someone released that to the media, or Casey Hudson released it himself anonymously to Kotaku, which I could also see happening to cover his ass. It's not a good yeah. look either way. Yeah, it's right. it's very it's very you know troublesome, you know, and and the, the thing that's worse is that like like said earlier like this is not just Bioware apparently no. this is I would imagine Activision at mm-hmm. Bethesda hard to imagine you know? that not being the case. I mean, especially Bethesda, you know, with you know their muck up of Fallout seventy six. Yep, it's it. It's probably any big name company. It's probably happened at some point, um, and probably happening now to some effect. Like, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me Bungie or anybody, really. I mean, <laughs> maybe just, not Bungie anymore. Maybe not. But who knows? But yeah, exactly. No, they just until someone these, says these, something. These companies just need to get comfortable with the fact that, like, it's it's okay to push back the release of the game. It is okay to do that. I don't like. I don't think it's like the company. I think it's investors that, yeah. and the stakeholders that your are like, stacks, no, your, stack, your you, stock's gonna dip. 
if you, you have to get this out by this time. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, that makes sense. Giving them in order, money. We we need to get this video game out in Q4 of fiscal year 2018. So I can make money back on this investment. Like it's yeah. you know, it's I would imagine it's more so like that. Um, yeah, the people who are right. funding it, um, whether that be your independent anonymous stockholder, Tencent, or you know, China, somebody in China, who knows. Um, those are the people that really control everything. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I don't know. It's it's concerning. I don't like you know, it's news like this that comes out on a game. Like if it's a game that I like, it would it would dissuade me from wanting to play it because I do not want to support or you know encourage that kind of treatment of people. I really well, don't. Well, that's why it, it appears to be like a breath of fresh air with companies like Ubisoft, for instance, yeah. who in past years have been shit on for the games they had come out and the quality of the games and the bugs and maybe how even they treated their employees. I don't remember reading anything about that at the time, but with their past few releases of a few games, you know, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Far Cry 5, you know, now Division 2, like, it is... It's nice to see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I mean, I haven't heard any murmurings of somebody you know i mean you're gonna have unhappy employees no matter what you do even if you're the best company in the world um but nothing had to the extent of what we've heard about bioware as the most recent one um than a litany of other companies um so i mean maybe this can be the start uh i mean it's been talked about for years before this too and nothing's come of it so but something feels a little different about this one Um, yeah this one feels like big i can't yeah mm -hmm. i can't put my finger on it but this one seems a lot more um bigger yeah i guess is the right way to put it yeah i mean previous uh you know articles about this kind of stuff so we'll see um you know take care of yourself whatever you know if you need to leave from work that's the most important thing but hopefully you have somebody who can allow that to happen mm-hmm. so uh especially i mean we live in an age now where like mental health is being talked about more and more which is a very good thing and because uh, yep. it's fucking important yes so um that's yeah, not the taboo you know it used to be no absolutely not and at as somebody, my, like I say myself, I, I suffer from mental disorders, and it's real, you guys. I haven't talked real. about it on the podcast, and I'm a little more confident about it now that I got the all clear from my doctor. But I had a medical issue a few weeks ago, um, to the point where I thought I might have had a stroke or an aneurysm, and uh, I think it lines up with me being extremely stressed out due to my work. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And a couple other things. And uh, I got got it all sorted out now. Uh, and I'm in a good headspace. So, like, I've been feeling great the past couple weeks and everything. So, it, you sound yeah. great. And that's good. Thank you. Yeah. It, but, like I said, like, getting your in a good headspace for stuff is can help, you know, do wonders for your body. Um, yeah. It's, let alone it's your almost, mind. It's, yeah. It's almost everything. Yeah. So, it's, it's extremely important. Take care of yourself. Um, one thing that definitely puts me in a good headspace is, well, mostly good headspace is, uh, end games coming out in a 
very short amount of time. Oh man! And uh, your boys here got got tickets thanks to uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Our good friend, Alleg- allegedly Jeff. So Luke Goblin's that's not a bad thing because I've been Jeff was able to Luke Goblin these uh, these tickets up, you know. So they are a commodity. They are. Uh, and uh, in New York and a couple other places, people like tickets sold out very quickly across the board everywhere in the country probably the world and uh it's some in some theaters in new york uh people listed endgame tickets uh for the midnight release and even into the weekend on ebay and some of them were going as high as 10 grand (laughs) so i mean I mean, I I really want to see this movie, but not that bad. Hey, so they were listed at ten grand, but did anyone buy them? Is my I question. haven't heard anything about that. Uh, but it, the ones that were like towards ten grand, it was because of a bidding war. So, oh my god! Um, you know, <laughs> uh, our our friend bought thirteen tickets. Uh, and I I linked him this article, and I was like, hey man. I really want to see this movie, but if you need to like sell these and if you can make like 130 yeah. grand, possibly go definitely do it by if all you means. You can do that by all means. You got my approval too. Yeah, I won't blame you. Uh, so uh, I'm so excited and so scared still, and it's right around the corner. Um, fucking even Shazam's doing really well right now. <laughs> that just came out. Still. Yeah, what, what is it? Twenty uh, sixth, right? Eight o'clock. That's where. Uh, yep, we'll be my movie viewing. My movie, my movie viewing experience is going to change forever. Uh, is that right? Hopefully. Um, I, I've never been to that theater. Well, it's a really. Nice I won't theater. mention what theater it is, but yeah, it's a very nice theater. You got yeah. nice reclining seats. Um, so we'll see what happens, and uh, there will be tears. Three-hour movie, man. There will be blood. <laughs> there will be blood. There will be tears. <laughs> Probably some sweat just from me. Um, I mean, Katie's going, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, tears are happening for tears sure. Tears are happening for <laughs> sure. Misty's going to be there, so there will be also be tears probably on that side. Of I mean, shit, did you see that, like, the the, the kind of trailer they released? No, you know? I, I, I hit my wall. I stopped. <laughs> just it. It had Tony Stark show like a little picture of like Peter Parker with the Stark Grant, mm-hmm. and like you could just see where he's like, uh... "It's gonna be tough mm-hmm. <laughs> for a lot of people." I'm like, so excited, but also get ready. We have, I believe, we are going to be doing a Marvel movie podcast. Are we? I mean, we had talked about it after seeing oh, it. That's true, mm-hmm. and I think that would be. May 7th, if my calendar is correct, of when we could have that out. That tracks. So, yeah, we need look to forward do to one. that. We need to do one. And that would be a, that, that, I think that's spoiler cast esque. Um, yeah, I'll throw it out there now, starting now. Yeah, that's a spoiler cast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we'll mention it every time. <laughs> <laughs> but, Prepare God, your butts. Goddamn. I'm excited. 10 years or 11 years right really? of movie storytelling like there's a guy at work <laughs> there's a guy at work that I, i've talked about marvel he's not a huge comic book person but i, I talked to him about it and he, he's like oh, i saw the trailer for this you know like what's the big deal and i was i had to be like man it's been 11 years of movie storytelling that you know 
on the whole have gotten better and better every year. Yes, absolutely. It had to. It was good. It started out good. Like Iron Man was great. Kind of tracked off on the Thor's a little bit, but then it really capitalized once it got to like Winter Soldier and you know that time period. Or after the first Avengers, which we could say. I mean, Winter Soldier is probably one of the pinnacles. So oh, Winter Soldier is great. And that turned five years old earlier this week. So so good. Um, so good. All leading to this. So, ooh, prepare your butts. We're in the end game now, guys. <laughs> oh, speaking of end game, that's the end of this episode, or we're getting there anyway. So I think it's time for it's that time. I think it's time for that time yeah so guys um usually at the end of the episode I, I don't know if you've noticed but we do think called tweet corner and that's this time that is now <laughs> and uh i had to yell at this this poor dog who's now laying on his back in front of me to lay down because he was jingling all around but he's good enough <laughs> i've apologized don't I've, worry <laughs> i've heard puppies i've heard puppies yeah. so we have two uh two tweets two two tweet 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 tweets um, also, before we start, if you are a fan of this segment of our podcast, ask us some questions or advice or anything. Like, this is personally, and I think I can speak for all my other two cohorts as well, probably our favorite part of this podcast. Get to yeah, get to try out some comedy chops. It's fun. Yeah, it's definitely up, yeah. up near the top. I, I like talking about... You know, answering these questions, if even if you have something you'd like us to just talk about, even if it's just a statement, just send it to us and we'll go over it. We'll talk about it. So, yeah, um, our first one comes from at Katie Doodles 8. Hey, buddies. At CGY Podcast, can this guy be the mascot, podcast mascot? He can live with me and Dustin. His name is Beans. Hashtag Tweet Corner. It's a picture of a five-year-old Chihuahua. Uh, it's pronounced Chihuahua. Yeah. Uh no, hard hard no. Hard no. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm going to say yes because it doesn't have to live with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say hard no because I don't want a third dog. It's wearing a sweater. <laughs> the dog's adorable. It does not need to live in my house. How long is there, it going to be here really though? There are just wow. <laughs> little little dogs everywhere and I'm going to have some family members probably listening to this, but like my sister has three chihuahuas, chihuahua, chihuahuas. Uh, my parents have two chihuahuas. Uh, I play video games with Dustin often and he has a chihuahua mm-hmm. and I can hear yipping and it just like, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me at this point. And it's, I just like, I can't like, there's a, we were playing Borderlands the other day and I, I had to leave the party cause like you guys got food delivered. I was like, ah, yep. They won't stop. Yep. It's a kryptonite, essentially, is what I'm trying to say for me. So you need beans, is what you're saying. No, I need, like... Join the club. I have actually been debating on a, on a dog. I don't think I'm going to get a dog until I move into a new place, but it's probably going to be a bulldog. I, I think I've decided. That's solid. Regal. So there's there's But there's look at beans. Bumpers. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at beans, beans right now. And it 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 does nothing. Chihuahuas do nothing to me anymore. Adopt dogs, nothing. people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, separately, adopt. Don't shop. Absolutely. Spay and neuter your pets. Listen to Bob Barker. <laughs> um, I'm assuming beans has already been snapped up. I, I mean, would imagine. I've, 
I mean, Katie has asked me in all seriousness a couple times if we could get beans and I've told her no on multiple occasions. It's not going to happen. You just got to hope she doesn't pull a Misty and just gets the dog anyway. <laughs> Which yeah, I don't think no. I don't think you can do that at this uh animal place, but no. I think everybody uh, in the family needs to be there. You yeah. have to get you have to get approval from a lot of things from them. Yep. Yeah. And they will not get my approval. Beans Hard no. Though. Beans is adorable though. Beans is adorable. I mean, don't get me I wrong, can't. this picture almost gets me, but I, I don't, can't do it. I don't want another dog. Nope. Um, let alone a little chihuahua because Rizzo's 90 pounds. Uh, <laughs> might sit on yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, Harley's 70, and I don't need another chihuahua in the house to annoy me. I so. mean, I, I have this other dog for 24 hours, a little over 24 hours. and I mean, they get along pretty well. But mm-hmm. well, my a- friend got a, I, I think I showed you guys pictures, like uh, she got her boyfriend a husky. Right. Uh, you know, I, I want to say it was August. That sounds about right. It was a little maybe, while ago. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe after that. I, I'd have to find the date. What? But I see it at least once a month, if not sooner than that. Um, I will be seeing my friend because that's who I go watch Game of Thrones with, and that is in a week. Whoa. Uh, and this dog just gets bigger every time I see him. Yeah. <laughs> like Let's it's to the our, point uh, where big boys or girls. He's. Just jumping everywhere. I, he's so I love him to death. The furry boys, or girls. but it's one of those dogs where I I, I wouldn't want to own him, but it's like it, I, I could play with you and see you it's and like a nephew you all hyper. Or a niece. Mm-hmm. I get you all hyper and round up and then be like, bye guys. Yeah, see you later. Go back. Gotta go. Go back with your parents now. <laughs> get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> There's hair everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in my raccoon woods. <laughs> i saw that snippet the other day for some reason it was on hulu Jesus. and i uh, love that stupid fucking joke <laughs> so we have uh one more the uh, tweet corner and uh this comes from uh loot goblin at <laughs> jeff the loot goblin twitter handle um Allegedly, Jeff, actually. but uh, Allegedly at, a loot goblin, <laughs> Jeff. Allegedly a loot goblin, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, SCGY Podcast, what's your favorite pizza topping? Hashtag Tweet Corner. Hashtag Never Pineapple. Pineapple has its place on pizza. I want to put that in the forefront right now. I also agree. It's not my favorite. Statement. But it has its place. There are two. Th- a pineapple and pepperoni pizza is just delicious in my opinion your hawaiians if you put like a sweet barbecue sauce instead of pizza sauce on it with a hawaiian pizza that's pretty fucking good oh yeah or chicken i'm I'm gonna disagree but only because i i'm not a fan of just like cooked pineapple like i don't even like cooked pineapple on like ham i don't know why like so regardless of pizza or not i just don't like warm pineapple i don't know Warm pineapple in your mouth. Maybe I'm just weird. I just prefer. I just prefer OG pineapple. Um, Um, Yeah, like I said, it's not my. It's not my favorite by far from my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I would eat it, but it has its place. It does have its place. So never pineapple. Get the fuck out of here. If you got a problem with pineapple on pizza, you got a problem with me, and I suggest you let that one marinate. (laughs) Preferably in its own juices. Um. What? What? 
I feel and like the I... juice helps with what? <laughs> oh wow! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, you were saying, Dustin. Um, I feel like I'm pretty boring with this one. Like, I, I feel like my favorite pizza topping is just going to be something like pepperoni. Like, it's not nothing I exotic. I rarely you know? get just a single topping on a pizza. Right. 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 You, but like, I feel like pepperoni's usually on there. Pepperoni's um, always a go-to, a strong go-to. Bacon, maybe. Bacon. I was gonna say bacon's probably my favorite. Like, yeah. If I just get a a pizza and just put bacon on it, I'm happy. Yeah, I could do that too. I mean, it's it's usually pepperoni or bacon, probably. Mine's mine's pepperoni, and Mike, yeah. I uh, I I don't get Good pizza boy. too often, and I when I usually do get pizza, it's probably Pizza Hut or something quick. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's probably like a green pepper and pepperoni pizza. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. My wife so, doesn't like any vegetables. Well, so. you hate onions, so. Yeah, I do. Because I'll eat I'll, I'll, green peppers, though. That's true. Um, any like margarita pizza is probably one of my favorite pizzas. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, if you can, if you can do it, if you have the right people, a bacon. Red onion, um, and uh, like tomato, like have tomatoes on there. You lost me at red onion. Same. I mean, I know, I know the crowd I'm speaking to, but <laughs> yeah, you could somehow work your way into grilled onions on a pizza. I'd eat yeah, I know. I technically it's... grilled. They're put in an oven. Yeah, but it's not. I know what Dustin's talking about. It's just not. What about regular like, sauteed like, a white onions? On, what, a, what a white. What about a white onion? No, because it's still like that crunchy esque. No, no. Like I will have like sautéed onions and like mushrooms. You know, like for, you have like a, buy a steak yeah. or something yeah. or onion rings. But that's like a di- it's it's different. I don't, I can't explain it. I mean, I'll even do onion. I'll even do onion rings. They're just not my favorite. Onion rings are but, as close as you can get to having like a raw onion, but you have the batter and stuff around it, and it is right, cooked right. somewhat. Right. Um. Like I like I don't mind like Vidalia onions, but I wouldn't want it on my pizza. I don't think. I feel like a sweet onion that could be on a pizza would be pretty good. I'd eat that. I, I, I wouldn't. I would try. I would I'd try, try Vidalia onions on a pizza. That's something. I try Vidalia onions with pineapple. Um, that just gets super sweet. Is that the Deadpool pizza? No, that had anchovies on it. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> like but oh shit! I can't remember. I would be. I would. Uh, I do also get my pizza well done. Usually, anytime I order a pizza, I get it well done. I like that. I like the crispier okay. pizza. Okay, dude, I am with I am with you on that one. It's for sure. Yeah, I like a soft pillowy dough, but I'm not opposed to like I'll, I'll do a thin crust anytime. Speaking oh. of pizza, and this is yeah. not sponsored by any means, but the Pizzone is back <laughs> at Pizza Hut. The Pizzone is pretty fucking good, and it's too. so no, fucking good. Aware. <laughs> I had like, one last week, and holy shit, it's more it rare than good. McRib. <laughs> It was like, good. I've, I've said it at work a number of times, and I know I've said it to you guys, and like Katie, I've gotten one and Dustin tried it, and they're like, yeah. There's just had something a about it, man. Since 1994. I think it's, it's probably better. I think you just decided my lunch for today. I have too many a leftovers. Zone? A locale calzone zone. I have a stuffed pizza <laughs> in my refrigerator right now. Oh, shit. From Giordano's. I had, I had yeah. Stockyard Burger Bar. You're doing good. Last night. buffalo shrimp burger to uh celebrate my all clear from the doctor i went to spider sushi (laughs) 
and just got a bunch oh, of sushi yes. and chicken fried rice. That was good. Not a boy. That was good. That is a celebration for sure. Yeah. Yes. But. But uh, get yourself pizzone if you haven't had it. So uh, yeah, thanks. Also, Pizza Hut, get at us. Um, hey, what's up? How you doing? Anyway. I'm all right. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna do it, I think, for us here at Come Get Your Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CGY Podcast. Uh, you can also check out live streams that I've been doing lately at uh, Come Get Your Pod at Twitch.tv slash Come Get Your Podcast. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. I haven't done it this week. Might this weekend. We'll see. It'll be interesting with two dogs in the house. We'll see what happens. But probably some more Sekiro or Borderlands 2. Um, yes. So stay tuned. Uh, or, huh? or, or, this is came to my mind, but we could Skype each other in on Apex and have all of us playing. We could do that. I mean, I can. I, I just don't ideas. I was thinking about moving my setup out to my big TV. Or that, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just so the dogs don't run around in my office, um, and then I can play in 4K. But uh, well, that could be future down the road, you know. But yeah, just keep yeah. twitch.tv slash come get your podcast, and then Facebook and Twitter is at CGY Podcast. Same with Instagram. Um, you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. That would be lovely. Leave a rating. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, whatever rating system there, do that. You can also find us on Google Play, Podbean. Um, am I missing anything else? I don't think so. There's so many things now. Uh, our website. Yep, go check out our website, comingyourpodcast.com, um, which should I'm actually going to be updating probably in the next couple days with some stuff uh, that I've been thinking about. So do all that and uh, tell your friends. So they tell two friends and they tell two friends. This is the cheapest Ponzi scheme you'll ever be a part of. Promise. Because <laughs> it costs you nothing. It literally costs you nothing. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. And as always, we end every episode with a shower thought from Reddit. This week's comes from user Tremond. And it is. Mickey Mouse's ears always look round from any angle. Therefore, they are balls. <laughs> this has been episode 48 of Come Get Your Podcast. I've been your host, Adam. Fantastic. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucking up my brain right now. I'm Chris. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs>